Unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. My dear brothers and sisters, before I came here, I was helping in one of the parishes in my home diocese. I used to notice a woman very regular for all the spiritual activities in the parish, like mass, the rosary, adorations, and all other prayer services conducted, organized in the parish. And suddenly I saw her missing. On my inquiry, I found that her son, only son, passed away. So I made a point to see her personally. So when I went and spoke with her, she said the sudden demise of her only son made her suffer a lot. And the suffering is one thing, but she added saying, the people around my house and people in the parish were speaking this way, that she had committed a great sin and God punished her. And wherever I went, I heard this and this was very painful to me. So I thought even really I made, might have committed a great sin in my life. That's the reason God is punishing me. So I don't want to come. That's what she said. And a few days back, maybe a couple of days back, we even heard in the newspapers what happened in New Zealand, a sudden gunshot, sudden attack on the people who gathered in the mosque for prayer. And the newspaper says almost 50 people were shot down. And when we look at all these things, is God really punishing the people for their sins? And even time and again, now and then, we keep on hearing about the bad stuff like floods, earthquakes, massive attacks, bomb blasts, hurricanes, and so on and so forth. Is God really punishing them for their sins? And even in today's gospel reading, Jesus highlights two tragedies that took place at the time of Jesus. The people were killed by Pilate and 18 people who died as a tower collapsed on them. The people around Galilee or people around uh, during Jesus' time, they thought that God sent death on them as a sign of punishment for their sins. And also, they were thinking that they were on the better side. But Jesus makes it very clear from today's gospel reading. People do not suffer because they are greater sinners than others. Rather, the truth about suffering, truth about sin, is usually a call, a need for all to repent. Therefore, Jesus wants us today to take such events as a warning and to be careful and to repent for our sins and for our shortcomings. Or else the similar fate, a disaster, might come upon us because the day is unexpected. Which means we should take these 
events, these tragedies, these disasters as a warning for us because we do not know the unexpected are. The unimaginable things might happen to us. Unpredictable things might happen to us on our journey of life. That's the reason church gives us wonderfully and invites all of us to repent for our sins, to examine our conscience, that we may stand before the Lord with good account, as the life is a gift that we have to produce a good fruit. Otherwise, we, we will be perished without being feeling guilt or feeling sorry for our sins. And in the first reading, God said to Moses, Moses, do not come near. Take off your sandals because the place where you are standing is a holy ground. And today these sandals represents our sins. And God is calling us to take off, to leave the sandals that is our sins. Leave behind and come close to him. He wants to speak to each and every one of us as he spoke to Moses. But all that we need to have is to have the heart, the pure heart, the heart of repentance, that we may come close to him and experience his mercy and kindness and love. Because God is merciful and is ever kind to each and every one of us. And that's what we heard from today's responsorial psalm. Merciful and gracious is the Lord, slow to anger and abounding in his kindness. And is always kind to us, is always merciful to us. All that he expects from you and me is just repent for our sins and come to his presence. And we have been reflecting during the season of Lent, the first Sunday, about temptations of Jesus. And all, as a human beings, we all will be tempted. And on second Sunday of Lent, we reflected going up to the mountain. There is a transfiguration of Jesus. And this Sunday, the church is giving us, inviting all of us, calling us to repent. We know our weaknesses. And now we need to come close to the Lord, climb up the mountain, and then once you examine yourself, then you will know what we are personally, what are our shortcomings, our vulnerability, and our sins. And, you know, God is always ever ready to accept us because he, he is merciful and kind. And there's a story about Mahatma Gandhi in Joy of Being Forgiven. There he speaks about how his father forgave him. And he says... The story when he was 15 he stole a gold piece from his brother a few days later he really felt sorry felt guilt for what he had done so he wanted to go and confess this particular sin to his father and ask for forgiveness for the stealing the gold so he made a, he took a piece of paper so he wrote down and asked for apology and went, to, went into his father's bedroom, was on his bed, and went and gave the piece of paper on which he has written. When father, his father read the letter, 
The water streamed from his eyes. He really moved, touched by the honesty and sincerity and the courage that he took to ask forgiveness. And immediately, even his son, Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi, he also felt almost broke down. The tears came out. And both father and son wrapped around, wrapped their arms around, and in silence, without any word, they exchanged mutual admiration and joy. And this he explains after several years, and he makes a nice point. He says, only the person who has experienced this kind of forgiveness, this kind of forgiving love, can know what it is all about. The same thing the Lord is inviting us. Our God is always merciful and kind. He is ever ready to forgive all of us. Only that he expects from us is to repent. And the readings are about that. Repent because the day is unexpected. If we do not repent, we too will be like a barren tree. And that's how the second part of the gospel speaks about the parable of the fig tree. And the master comes and he doesn't want the tree to take much soil and the, take the space. He wants to cut it down. But the gardener says, let's give one more chance, one more year. But so also, my dear brothers and sisters, life is an opportunity for us. It's a chance for us to come close to the Lord. And it is an opportunity which we need to make use of it. Otherwise, the time is short. The life is short. We do not know what would happen at next moment. Only our repentant hearts would gain reward. And a God is merciful. He is the one who never likes to postpone our salvation. And that's very clear from the scriptures. When he read the scripture for the first time in the temple, in the synagogue, and he said, Today, the scripture is fulfilled in your earrings. And to Zacchaeus, he said, Today, salvation has come to this house. And Jesus, hanging on the cross, told the thief who is hanging right side of him, said, Today, you will be in paradise with me. Jesus doesn't want to postpone our salvation. Let us also not postpone our repentance so that we may receive his grace. There's a good saying about Lent. A Lent missed is a year lost from the spiritual life. A Lent missed is a year lost from the spiritual life. And the Lent we began, and there's a long way to go. And if we miss this Lent, our spiritual life in one way or the other will be uh, like in a perishable stage. And that's the reason. Let us look into ourselves and examine our conscience. Let us not be lethargic. Let us not be lazy. Let us act immediately so that we might receive God's salvation. Let us repent and feel sorry. Let us feel guilt for the mistakes that we have committed. And there is a small story about three devils went to chief devil and said, we want to go and destroy the earth, especially the humanity. 
And the chief devil asked the first devil, what is the plan? How you want to destroy the humanity? And the first devil said, well, I will go and tell the people that there is no God. And the chief devil said, that doesn't work out because people believe in God. And the chief devil asked the second one, how you want to destroy humanity? And the second one said, I will go and tell the people that there is no death. But the chief devil said, ah, that's a silly idea. People know that one day they will die. So the chief devil asked the third one. The third one said, my plan is to go to the earth and say, come on people, there is no hurry, relax. Let us postpone things. There's a long way to go. And the chief devil said, yes, this is a perfect idea. You can really destroy humanity in thousands because people can do these things very easily. This is a small story. My dear brothers and sisters, let us look into, the, look into our life. The devil can tempt us, make us to relax and to be lethargic in our spiritual life. We are busy with our other life, but especially the spiritual life, taking care of our soul. That's more important. Let us not be uh, lazy. Let us come back. The season of Lent is a wonderful time. Take time to receive communion constantly and repenting for your sins, going to the confessional. That would bring a lot of graces and blessings for your life and for your families. In this Mass in a special way, let us pray for this grace that we may have the conscience and the courage to examine our conscience. Amen.